0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode today. As you can see, I've got a couple additional or a couple faces here. Uh, one regular one joins us only when he has the time to, because he has other more important things to be doing a lot of the time. So I don't blame him.
1: <laughs> but we Nothing got something more important than this, Ray.
0: We've got a guest joining us today, and we're going to talk uh, some Orange County Soccer Club soccer. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast.
2: Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast
3: dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore Soccer Cast or on Facebook at Orange and Black
0: Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans and and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm going to be taking you through this journey tonight as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. Joining me as he has since the beginning of this season, at least, we've got Brad up in Reno. Brad, how's it going to be the first uh, uh, co-host introduced? I I think you've had it one other time, but you know, yeah, here. I
2: think the only other time was when it was just you and me and Dylan made his uh 30 second appearance. I'm waiting for Dylan to make his 30 second appearance this episode because he has a streak to maintain. But in the off chance he doesn't show his face for 10 seconds, uh, I'll be the longest tenured consecutive co-host and I missed like one episode this season.
0: That is true. Unless, unless Alan makes an appearance, I, uh, if you're wondering, you know, where Dylan is, he's MIA and where Alan is, well, there's a SD loyal match going on. And, uh, you know, he, I guess, talks about them a little bit from time to time and covers them a little bit. So we we let him off the hook, but he may pull a Dylan and try and join us at the very end of the episode. Hey, we've got another um, excellent uh, co-host joining us today, though. Uh, and that is Andy from Counterline Coalition. Andy, you're rubbing, uh, rubbing the CLC instead of Dylan today. How are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for having me on today. And, and you know, I, I, I'm digging the the jersey. It looks like uh, we had the same idea in mind when we decided to go live. There was no coordination on this, but you said before we went live that that was a, a, a Father's Day gift. What an amazing family you have getting you that for Father's Day.
1: Yeah, they're pretty good. They're just, I try not to screw up too much and they reward me once in a while. They re- reward you with an amazing
0: looking soccer kit. Um, uh, so happy Father's Day belated. I, I don't even think we really said that on here um, when that was coming around the corner or even right after it happened. So belated happy Father's Day um, coming up on another holiday this weekend in 4th of July. Uh, we're going to talk about what happened. It seems like such a long time ago since Orange County took the pitch. Uh. It was last Wednesday against Los Dos. We'll talk about that. We'll also preview Uh, the upcoming match, another weekday match here against Colorado Springs. But before we do so, we do have a guest. We're we're changing up the flow of things here just a bit. We have a guest joining us on here on this episode, um, and that is a defender for your Orange County Soccer Club and who I'm going to say I'm proud was my number one pick in our fantasy draft for playing for pride. And that is Brent Richards. Uh, Brent, welcome to the orange and black soccer cast. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me on guys. Really appreciate it. Nah, we were excited. Uh, you know, I, I was stoked when the club said that they're going to let you come and talk to us a bit, especially with, you, you know, playing for pride and the month of June wrapping up here, there is a, a match. Uh, I believe what the first, but I don't think that counts in any way with that. Uh, let me talk to you really quick about this. Uh, what what got you involved with playing for Pride, and and how did you do this year, and, and what kind of donation are you making for that?
3: So this is my either fourth or fifth year doing it, and how it happened was I had a, a teammate buddy in, in, when I was back in Reno, Antoine Hopeno, and he had a former teammate that started this in Austin, Duluth, and he recognized that LGBTQ plus people are not represented in the way they should be in sports and in life and so he wanted to make a change in that so he started this um playing for pride month during the month of july where we give what we can and we kind of link it to to our our play and our stats on the field and we try and get as many people involved in it as possible and we've raised quite a bit of money the last four or five years in it so it's it's been really good
0: yeah, it's one of the things when we first started this pod, Dylan and myself, uh, it was like right, I, I think we started a couple weeks before uh, the month of June, a, a few seasons back, and June came around, we found out about Playing for Pride, and we're like, how can we participate in this, so we didn't have a fantasy soccer league at that point, we just sort of did a you know, a pledge to donate goals, uh, just like we did uh, this season. So uh, we're, we're super stoked. We're big supporters of the cause. And and we appreciate uh, you being a, a big uh, vocal point of that. And and I, like I said, again, thank you so much for that. Because I, I didn't know who in the on the club was going to be participating. But when I drafted, I had this feeling that you may participate in that. And that's why <laughs> I made you the number one pick. And, and you didn't disappoint with some of your stats. Uh, you definitely were one of my top Performers, unfortunately, my team didn't win, but that was maybe some shoddy drafting by me. I drafted a player not even on the roster, uh, <laughs> another player that didn't see any uh, minutes, and yet I didn't come in last place. That uh, is the the honor of last place goes to Brad up there in Reno, who used oh, to Brad. be a fan of you in Reno. <laughs> I, I expect so much better from you, Brad. <laughs> Sorry to let you down, Brent. It's the thought that counts. I appreciate. It. <laughs> Um, have you been able to, to tally up what your donations are this year? Or is it a little too, uh, too close to the end of the, I have. Orchid? So
3: since we had our last game in June back on Wednesday, it ended in a tie. I think my total comes out to, I think $60, but we're going to round it up to a hundred because why not? Right. It's, we, we can just include – we're planning to get a win on, on Thursday on the 1st of July. So whatever we get in that, we'll, we'll just add, to ha- add on to that. And 100 is a nice round number. And we had some people from our front office give $100 as well, a couple people. And then I had some friends hop on and give $100 as well. So I'm I'm going to do the same.
0: I, I think altogether we're going to at least get to that $100 point probably even more based on our, our contributions. And then all of the losers of our Playing for Pride, uh, we all – committed to donating um, if we didn't win. Um, Dylan, luckily, didn't lose. He actually won the league. I don't know if he's still planning on donating, though, just for the cause or what you're doing, Dylan. Yeah, I was going to come in and say, um, well, hello, everyone. But
4: uh, also, yeah, I might have won, but this is um, money towards a great cause, and it's it's fun. And I'm used to already donating money for playing for Pride. So, yeah, I'm in. Um, oh, that's so, so excellent. Excited. Yeah, no, it's great. And it's I'm, I'm glad, Brent, that we have a player this year, that is um, there because I wasn't, you know. Sure, but um, just another, you know. It's it's no, it's no reason. You
0: were so well loved um, in Reno <laughs> and and here and in Portland, so I'm, uh, I'm thrilled. I mean, right? Brent was loved so much. Uh, Brad followed the, his. He changed his podcast allegiance down to Orange County to follow <laughs> Brent down here. Um, let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about you know you've had now a, a few a couple months now of actual game time with the club. You know, maybe three months with the team and in pri- including some of the training. Uh, how's it going? H- have you fully integrated into this this squad, or is the squad still trying to figure out the nuances of, of playing together, um, especially dealing with all those injuries recently?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's we've definitely made progress from where we were at the beginning of preseason. And, yeah, we have had to deal with some some big injury issues and kind of been short on a few places that we didn't expect to be. But I think that you can tell from our results in, in June that we have made great progress. We, we were undefeated in the month of June. We had several wins and a couple ties. And we talked about we didn't play really, really great in all of those matches. Some of them we felt like we dominated and we did really well in defensively and offensively. But then some of them we kind of squeaked out a 1 0 win here and, and kind of squeaked out a tie here. And so, but that's how the game It's a tough league, and it's, we've realized that. And we, we know that good teams need to be able to get those results when you're not necessarily playing as well as you would like as a team, or for me individually, had, had some bad games as well. But the fact that we were still getting results in those games where we weren't as good as we wanted to be is, is a really good sign for where we are as a group.
0: I mean, ultimately, a result uh, of some sort is always better than no result at all. Yeah, uh, and, you know, we're, na- we're now heading into this congested month of July. I think this is something we've talked about numerous times, and I, I'm sure the players and the, the, the coaching staff have uh, mentioned it and sort of figured out what the plans are going to be for that. So I, we're anticipating a lot of rotation. The good thing, at least in your position with the defense, there seems to be a solid group of players that you can rotate around, um, you know, three solid quality wing backs. Uh, or or fullbacks and then three or four solid quality uh, central defenders Um, how does that benefit uh, the team with this crazy congestion that's coming up I think it's like seven or eight matches in the month of July
3: yeah I think it's going to be really valuable that we're that we've got depth at those positions and and at a lot of our positions guys can step up and you saw that we did a little bit of rotation in June as well and I think that's you're right it's going to come up in in July and we feel really confident in everybody that we have at every position. Like a lot of guys can play on the right side, center back, can play on the left side, center back. Some can play on the right side, fullback, A lot of can, can play on the left side, fullback as well. So I think that's really, really going to help us in this stretch where it's, it's going to be a tough month for sure. And We're going to want to keep ourselves fresh and, and want to keep getting results in, in every game. So the fact that we have such, such depth at our defensive position and in the midfield
0: and forward as well is, is really going to help us. Yeah, we've seen some of the forward depth already come into play. And and an amazing sort of storyline for Orange County early on the season has been uh the scoring presence of Ronaldo Damas or mm-hmm. Damis. I, I don't know. Can you can you share with us what's the correct way to say his last name? Damus. You know. Ronaldo Damus. Damos. All right. <laughs> Cause I've heard it, it's sort of like um last season uh, with our goalkeeper, uh man, the, the name is is just leaving me right now. Frederick. Dylan, jump on and save me. Frederick, Frederick do or Frederick mm-hmm. Dua or do or whatever anyone would say. So mm-hmm. it's always going to get crazy. And even with the coach, we have that, um, what's been your, uh, your take on, uh, on Ronaldo so far this season. And, and is, is he even a surprise to some of the players on the roster and how well he's doing?
3: I, I don't think it's a surprise to the, the guys on the roster because I know that we, we played several preseason games and those were closed to the public, but, He came on in those. It didn't necessarily start in all of them, but came on and did really, really well in those. So so we knew that he was going to be a factor this year. And even though he wasn't starting at the beginning of the year and then we had some injuries, you could tell that in those preseason games, this guy's going to get some looks for sure. And he had a ton of success at the team he was at last year and the, the year before that. So you knew that this guy could score goals and maybe he hadn't been hurt around this league, around the championship, USL championship yet, but a lot of potential. And he's showing it already,
0: and and the cool thing is he sh- he's always seems to be doing it with a big smile on his face. Whether oh, he's exhausted after ninety three or four minutes of of running around a, an entire pitch um, like crazy, he's still just always smiling. Is is that uh, infectious? Does does his happiness of the game, love of the game, sort of uh, follow on to his teammates, uh, yourself included?
3: Oh, for sure. I mean, there is a bit of a language gap. He, he's his English is is pretty good but sometimes have to slow down when I'm speaking. I'm, I speak quickly sometimes, so I have to slow down sometimes. But he's he always comes into the locker room every day with a big, big smile and go, goes on to the field with a smile and, and leaves the field with a smile. And then we get the GPS running numbers. and it, It's insane how much he runs and how much sprinting he does. So he he, he loves the work. He embraces it, and he, he does a really good job
4: with it. He's a good professional. Um. Brent, you are 31, so a, a happy belated birthday to you. Well, over a month after the fact, um, and, <laughs> Thank little, you. and apologies <laughs> for being that late. But, um, if we just look at some of the stats six appearances for the Timbers, um, quite a few uh, for the reserve team, and quite a few for the youth team Timbers as well, and then 101 appearances up in Reno. With yes, Brad, Brad is definitely very, <laughs> with, um, and and have the honor of wearing the armband as well up there. Um, How does that, I mean, how does a a successful and a a pretty long career at this point um, help you out this season and help you out with some of the younger players that are on this roster with you?
3: Um, I think my experience is going to help a lot. And we have a, several guys in this locker room obviously and Michael Orozco and 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 some of the other ones that are experienced as well have been in the game for some of them I think Mike's kind of been in for like almost 18 years or something like that and so I think in a a season that's unique like this where it's condensed because of COVID we started a little bit later that experience is going to be really really helpful and like I said we're, we're able to rotate guys in and out and Guys with experience can lead the younger guys like you said, the the Kobe's and the Francis's that are very, very, show a lot of potential, really, really great guys and are learning how to be good pros, showing them how to take care of themselves and how to go into training every day and, and go in with the right mindset. And even when things are going poorly or things are going well, we've got guys that have that experience and that have been captains either here or at other teams as well, and can really help along those younger guys. And I think that's what what our staff wants from us. That's exactly what they want from us. That was one thing that they told me when I was thinking about coming here. And I said, yeah, I, I enjoyed being that leader, that captain presence at, at Reno. And I like bringing those younger guys along and showing them things that have worked for me and things that have kept me in the game for like this is my 10th professional year. So it's we've just started the season basically, but I think it's going to be really fun watching these, these younger guys progress because they've already shown us that they're very, very good players. They have a ton of potential and they have, a, they have good heads on their
4: shoulders as well. So really excited to see what they do. Um, oh my God, that's great to hear. Um, a follow-up question for you. you. Like I said, you spent time in Portland and you spent time in Reno. So I know it gets mm-hmm. hot in Reno, but certainly not as humid. <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. into the month of June and especially July, which has been pretty humid here lately, how are you personally bearing with the uh pretty big weather change i mean i i got used to the 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 heat in reno and like
3: i was expecting to come down here because i know that we'd come here a few times and i swear there was one or two games where it was 100 degrees and really humid so that's what i was expecting when i came down here and it those were some of the toughest games I can remember. I just remember feeling miserable during and after those games. So it's been kind of a pleasant surprise coming here and like, yeah, it's warm, but it's, it's great. I haven't haven't had any issues with it yet, but maybe I'm speaking too soon in the July and August is going to really get to me, but we'll see.
4: Yeah. Temper those expectations. Be careful.
3: Yeah. I'm going to, I've got a really big water jug that I take around it. me everywhere. Kind of the guys on the team kind of make fun of me for it, but I'm going to be making a lot of use of that, I think, in the in the coming months.
2: Alrighty, so my first question for you is uh, you've played LA Galaxy 2 twice. I'm kind of reflecting back on last week's game. Um, the first one was a 3-4 to four loss. The second one was a 1-1 one to one draw. Um, and they were almost a month apart from each other. Uh, how does the team look at that matchup against the LA Galaxy 2 and what changed in that month of how you guys played to where it was a both games were very close but to where this one was a lot less high scoring than that first one
3: yeah so the first one I I think was a bit of a fluke for us because up until that point our we hadn't given up a whole lot of goals in in preseason games and games leading up to that point we'd been pretty solid defensively and I think we've, we've analyzed that game a little bit and I kind of recognized moments. Okay. Well maybe we didn't set the tone properly in the very, very first play of the game. Very first few minutes, we weren't getting stuck in tackles and that kind of defined the rest of the game. And it kind of got out of, got, got out of control really, really quickly. And so maybe that was a good thing. Maybe it was a good thing for us to get a bit of a wake up call and say, Hey, we, we need to approach every game with the right mindset and, and know that, hey, we need to be getting stuck in on the first tackle. We need to be bringing the right presence to the game and setting the tempo and setting, setting the standard, whereas we, we didn't in the first one. And then in this ga- game against Los Dos last week, we started really, really well. Got off and scored a goal really early, and it was possibly looking like, hey, we, we could get some more. we were getting chances. and But then realized the game was much more open. The, the field is 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 huge over <laughs> there at in, at galaxy's home field and so we kind of settled down a little bit but felt pretty good defensively for most of the game we obviously gave up a, a goal soon after we scored one and then it ended, it was that way for the rest of the game so overall we, we feel we obviously defended better than we did in the game before which is 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 a, is a great thing obviously but kind of struggled with that I don't know if it was the big field or or what to to kind of put more goals in after that so obviously take the positive of not score, getting scored on four times but we obviously hope to, to score more goals
2: Alrighty, uh my next question is so throughout your career you've played a bunch of different positions i believe you were a striker in college um and then you moved back to defense once when you started your pro career um mm-hmm. and then when you were in reno you played a couple of games where you were swapped up to striker halfway through um how do, how do you look at how your game as a striker from your prior engagements in college uh, translates to your professional career over the last 10 years?
3: Well, I still joke that, oh, I've, I just got introduced as a, a de- as a defender. It's like, oh, and in my mind, I'm still a striker. I still love scoring goals. I still think of myself as a, as a, a forward, but obviously I've played a lot more games at defense since then. But yeah, I, it's my... there's still that part of me that was an attacker for the majority of my life and my first several years as a professional like actually in in Portland I was mainly an attacker as well and then kind of realized like hey I might I might be able to do this better at if I learn a new position this this outside back right back or left back and so kind of transitioned towards that because I I hoped that I would get to play longer if I did that and I think I think it was a positive thing but obviously that being somebody that still wants to attack and his first instinct is instinct is to get forward outside back is a, is a perfect position for me. And it's, I, I obviously want to do a good job defensively, but I think at this club, especially and and back in Reno as well, they expected me to, to get forward as much as possible and, and help out in that attack too. So I embrace that. I love that. It's, a, it's the best part of it. I'd rather attack all day than, than defend all day. So I definitely my past as a, as an attacker
1: translates into how I play now. Hey, Brian, it's Andy from County line coalition. Um, Thanks for coming on tonight. Um, I want to, I want to think back to the game in Las Vegas and uh, what, what uh, what was that feeling when you took that throw in that resulted in a goal? What was that like? Oh, it was great.
3: You, you always want to be involved in goals, and,
1: and with you got guys
3: like Rob and, and Edo and these other great guys that are and Michael that are awesome in the air and winning headers. Like, you know, if I, if I get it in there, we're going to get a chance, and and Rob's been getting his head on things all night, and so I was like, if I can just get it in the right place, we'll, we'll have a pretty good shot for a goal, and we've been pretty good on, on set pieces, and so to actually have it come off, he got a great header. It was kind of like still headed it backwards just right in that perfect spot where the goalkeeper couldn't get it. so obviously excited to be to be a part of a goal and it, it's fun and we we felt that we deserved to win that game and to get that third goal was, was huge for us.
1: Excellent. And uh, I do have another question too. Um, so I think Brad was saying how you've had like a thousand different positions you've played and about 10,000 games you've played, uh, however many of them <laughs> it was. Um, so you
3: know,
1: yeah, close, right? Like 9,099 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, obviously you have faced a lot of teams on a lot of different players and a lot of different positions and leagues, but who's been your, who's been the mark you had that kind of stuck out the most of, wow, that guy was really hard to defend against or really hard to break through or whatever it is.
3: Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, I've definitely had games where I was like, oh, I felt like that guy got the better of me on a few of them, but uh, I'm not sure. I, yeah, I mean, I, what comes to mind right now is, is, is Mar, who at Phoenix has been doing such a great job this this year and played against him for several years now, and obviously is very, very good on the ball. And I think we've been pretty evenly matched when we've played each other, but it's it's always he's always a handful. And after the game, we're usually like, wow. That was a lot of fun, but that was really hard. We, we both I think we both have a a mutual respect for each other, but he's he's clearly been doing really really well this year, and I'm I'm embracing that challenge and looking forward to it.
4: Andy, any more from you?
1: No. Do you want me to ask more questions? Because I can. I'm <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> <laughs> no. Go ahead, uh, Dylan.
4: Don't drag him too much, right? He'll be here all night. He'll be late to training in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. we are going to, dig a little bit through the mud here, um, Brent, uh, after stalking your, uh, your Instagram a little bit, I, I did find that you happened to read a book called Americana a few years ago, um, which really says how far back I went, but yeah, you went deep. It's very, yeah, I really did. I'm really ashamed of me. Yeah. Let me, let me, just point it out that I'm very ashamed of doing that. Um, do you have a do you have a literature recommendation for right now? That something you've been reading uh, either recently or even right now.
3: I I am re I have been I'm on a big fantasy kick right now. <laughs> uh, a couple of the, of teammates I have here and then former teammates we are very into fantasy books and one of our favorites is the name of the wind. It's a it's going to be a three books. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it'll be a three book series and only the first two are out and it's 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 fantastic, but reading another fantasy book right now called uh the way of way of kings and that one's a little out there as well but very
4: nerdy very geeky but a lot of fun (laughs) well you know we uh this is a judgment free zone (laughs) like or at least for me it's a judgment free zone um my next and i think final question for you brent is perhaps even worse um what is your favorite vegetable and my favorite
3: vegetable Ooh, good question. I don't know. This might be a bit of a boring answer, but I'm a big fan of asparagus. I love it. Just salt and pepper, olive olive oil. <laughs> Well, I'm not peeing on them or anything. So. <laughs>
1: You'd be no, surprised, Brent, it how many of your teammates have said asparagus. It's it's more than one. <laughs> I
3: know. I was figuring it's probably not that all of exciting of an answer, but it's, it's a tremendous vegetable. I, I,
0: I stand by my answer. All right, fair enough. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, throw it to Brad. I think Brad has one question, and since you all have that Reno connection, I, or I, I want to give him an opportunity to add, to to wrap things up with you. So go for it, Brad. All right. So uh, my first question is,
2: I mean, both relate to your time with Reno, but my first one is um, over the years you've played against some of your former players. Um, Tucker Bone who's now with Sacramento. Corey Herzog with San Diego. Um, Danny Musovsky with uh, Vegas. I could go on, but you get the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it like playing against a former teammate now that you got Jimmy Oxford coming up next week in uh Colorado someone who I'm sure you haven't seen in a long time what's it like playing against a former ally
3: oh it's fun I, I think I have a good relationship with all of those guys that you just mentioned and obviously when we get on the field we want to do as well as possible and we're we're familiar with each other and so I think they kind of know some of my tendencies and I definitely know some of their tendencies and so we're always trying to get the best of each other on the field and in that sense, but af- but during it obviously it, it's a battle and we we want to win, but afterwards we're we're still friends and it, it's great.
2: All right. My second question I asked <laughs> to Seth Cassipli a couple weeks ago and he gave the right answer. Oh, um man. not to put you on the spot. But... I imagine I'm
3: gonna give the wrong one then.
2: Ooh. Um <laughs> you have now spent time in Orange County and Reno. Which city did you like living in better?
3: Oh well I'm <laughs> That's a, that's a tough question.
2: <laughs> I I will say that it
3: is undecided so far. I've only been here for a handful of months and I was in Reno for 4 years and I I loved Reno. I my first year was a bit hectic getting getting used to it, but quickly embraced it. That's why I kept coming back year after year. But obviously I have a lot of fond memories when I was in Reno, but I've been having a great time here in Orange County as well already. All
0: right. appreciate the (laughs) cop-out answer. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, Brent, I know I said I was going to give it to Brad for the final answers, but we did have someone on uh, Facebook jump in and throw a quick question. So give a quick answer on this. Um, They want to know, do you hear the supporters while you're in the game, the matches playing the game? And do they energize you uh, out there with all the loud noise that they have going on?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I came from Portland where we have, a great tradition of the Timbers Army, and they're loud. You can't hear a thing on the field. And then obviously Reno as well. We had the Battleborn Brigade there, and they were loud, and you couldn't hear a thing on the field there. And so coming here, I was like, I wonder if it's going to be the same sort of thing. It's kind of a smaller stadium, and I don't know what the fan, fan numbers are going to be like, but it's it's exactly the same, if not better. But we've We've talked about it. So where i'm having trouble talking to the guy on the opposite side of the field and coach is telling me you need to be louder yell louder and so it's definitely something that helps and we we love to play in front of a good atmosphere and a loud atmosphere with fans that they want to be chanting and singing the whole game i've heard some some of the chanting and singing somebody's got a great singing voice out there i've heard some like vibrato and everything it's it's
0: it's great uh, it's, it, it's awesome. I, I love hearing. Yeah. Dylan's one of those ones that you could probably hear when he's out there in the, in the fan group, uh, in the supporter section. Never uh, and then also <laughs> um. <laughs> where he's, he's blushing. That's what, that's what he's trying to say right now. Um, Brent, I don't want to, take you up at any more of your time i want to let you go um but really quick i I had one last thing i want to say Uh, i know i already thanked you for your contributions to playing for pride but i also want to thank you because when i spoke to you at media day you gave a shout out to patch coffee uh, and i actually checked that place out a few weeks back and it's definitely worth the recommendation that you gave Uh, i i should have asked you at that time what to order from there um can you just tell me right now what 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 should i order coffee wise when i'm there next time because i think i just ordered a regular uh, a coffee. Um, so what's the the go-to drink there? Oh man, I haven't been
3: branching out a whole lot. I've I've had their lattes, their cappuccino. And then I, I tried a, what was, I tried a, a dirty chai the other day and all, all of them have been great, but I would say that game day, the, the latte is usually my go-to. I'm drinking black coffee during the week normally. And so on the weekend on game day, I'll have a latte attached.
0: Awesome. Perfect. Any last uh, words to any of the fans that may be listening um, uh, to this either live or in the podcast form? No, it's just, it's been great to have fans back at the
3: stadium this year and and back at games. So we we love it and we're having a great time and and hope to keep seeing you guys out there.
0: Perfect. Awesome. Best of luck to you and your teammates uh, this week against Colorado. And we'll see you back at the stadium uh, next week, a week from today against Tacoma at Championship Soccer Stadium. Brent, thanks for so much for joining us and and best of luck to you over the next next matches. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. All righty. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Perfect. Thank you. Once again, ladies and that's Brent Richards uh, defender uh, all around player for your orange County soccer club. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, way to support him when we're out there folks, we love hearing when the uh, players can hear us fans out in the stands, making noise. Uh, and Brent's been an awesome addition to this club this season. Uh, I, I think uh, without a doubt, he's probably one of the top signings this club made this off just for what he brings, not just on the pitch, but just all around to the club. Um, again, supporting Playing for Pride and being a vocal leader in the clubhouse for that. Um, Again, that's why I made him the pick. Even though I didn't know he was going to be that vocal, I made him the pick because I thought that could happen, and I was so proud of that. Um, Let's talk about Playing for Pride because we got four of the participants here. Uh, I, I know Andy is already... You know, let it be known that he already made his contribution because he did not win the league. So thank you for doing that, Andy. I know I will be uh, taking care of not just my portion, but also the podcast portion because we did commit to $5 per goal and per shutout. So I have to go calculate that and see what we owe. Um, but we got to give props. I, I I think this is the first time he has won any competition we've had on our podcast. So we've got to give props to him. And that is Dylan. Dylan, how does it feel to be the winner of the 2021 playing for pride fantasy soccer competition.
4: It feels amazing. And, um, I think I'm going to celebrate by going to, to Disney world. I think that's the appropriate response. The, the classic response. Okay. When you win something. Let's, let's
0: reset this. And Dylan, you just won playing for pride fantasy soccer, 2021. What are you going to do next?
4: I'm going to go to Disney world. I think, um, but not actually <laughs> that's really far away from here. And I have no interest in going to Florida. I
0: go there where you could just drive like five I minutes know. to the original, yeah. uh, the original spot.
4: Yeah. Um, no, it's great. Um, and it's a big surprise.
0: I mean, I really thought <laughs> no. that
4: I'm um, Ronaldo, Damu, which I believe <laughs> was my original, by the way, was my original suggestion for what his name was. It
0: was, it was, it um, was,
4: um, but I really thought fine. Andy was going to take it. So I'm um, ecstatic to, to have picked up the victory here.
0: Let, let's Andrew. say this, right? Andy, you need to put in your uh resumes to any USL club as a GM because, dude, you picked the one guy. That, that guy had probably 90% of your points in this competition, and you did not have the first pick uh in the draft. So you get the award for the best draft just for the picking of Ronaldo on your roster. Um, He carries you to, what, second place on this? Uh, yeah. competition i mean dude that dude was a beast and you picked him at the right time because he just decided he was going to explode in the month of june so awesome for you how did that feel um having that guy re- repping you and your fantasy team uh during the month of june and orange county of course
1: yeah considering i'm usually pretty terrible at fantasy games um and i mean to the point of like i used to do fantasy football and i would forget to do my picks um, so I would like I would wouldn't have a defensive line or something for a week, and I, I'd just stop doing them because I can't pay enough attention. Um, but yeah, I mean I, I I got super lucky with Ronaldo um, Avian Flanagan also um, started to pick up a lot more minutes there. I, I think if I had another week, I'd probably would have got a few more points from both of those guys. Um, you know, I kind of gambled on the Involtsen pick and i knew that um but at the time like because of the way the picks worked in the rotation i didn't have a lot of options by it by then um so i i you know i gambled and we didn't know the extent of his injury at the time um, but you know it's what happens right it's you, you pay your money and you take your chances I, no one gambled as much as i did it with the pick of uh, chris cortez
0: in the final round of that draft but when you look at the i mean you just said it right when you're at that last pick. I mean, really you're picking someone that's probably not going to make many appearances unless you just get lucky with that. So I'm like, I'm just going to go for this dark horse. What if it happens? That'd be such an amazing story, but of course it didn't happen. Uh, I finished fourth behind Alan. Who's not here again. He is uh, focusing on San Diego, but at least I was not the worst of the five. Uh, That award goes to the newcomer to the podcast Uh, Brad. Uh, (laughs) Hey, Brad, you know what would happen? I'm telling you, Brad is the one that made the suggestion to change the goalkeeping scoring. And if he hadn't have done that, he may have had a chance this year. But uh, so it's all on you, Brad. You made that choice. Um, How does it, you got your first taste of this. Are you going to come back stronger next season?
2: Yeah. So what happened with me this season is I ended up, I think everybody on my roster is defensive. Uh, including, um, uh, McCabe, uh, who is, I think was my second or third round pick, but I ended up just having a bunch of defensive players and defensive players don't score and they usually don't assist unless you're Rob Kiernan. Um, so unfortunately that's just what happened to my roster. I was this close. If Andy didn't take him, I was going to also take, uh, I was going to also take a Romero and just have a monopoly on the goalkeepers and double down on that. And that for sure, with that one shutout, would have put me ahead of uh, Ray. But Andy and those meddling middle school teaching
0: jobs just took it out from underneath me. And their dog, too. Um, yes, yeah, if you don't get that reference you're not old enough um although i think there there are newer versions of scooby-doo so maybe they do re- uh, recognize that um
1: dylan so two, two things two things two things one scooby-doo with sarah michelle geller is classic um two um alan took abraham romero from you not me i had danny fonda so did i say andy i sorry i meant yeah. alan Alan yeah, took him, like, okay. before him. Um I I took like the last player on the roster, except for the I think the the academy kids that I knew weren't going to play. I just you know took. I'm I don't mean this in a bad way. I'm glad he didn't get to pay. because that that would have been awful to have both our goaltenders go out. Uh, I'm sure Danny's really good, but that's terrifying if you're on your third string goaltender. Okay, so Andy just did two things. I'm going to do th- two things right here, right?
0: Um, how do you say Sarah Michelle Gellar, but you leave out Matt Lillard? I mean, that's that's the big part of that. Uh, he played a pretty good Shaggy in that movie. Uh, and then second, maybe we're celebrating a day too early because Alan still has the opportunity to work out something with Hunter Haynes uh, and make that country album to win this thing. So maybe we should have waited till next week to celebrate, Dylan, or are you confident that you are the winner?
4: I think um, I think Mr. Haynes um, or recruit Haynes or whatever they call him now is uh, a little bit busy training out there in Colorado. So maybe we can check up on him after the first and, and see what's going on. But I think he's a little bit too busy to be recording a country album. So I'm gonna go ahead
0: and, and claim this one as a uh, 2021 victory for yours truly. And there we go. Like we still see. have to create some sort. We got to get some sort of trophy that we can put your name on. Uh, and yeah. then we'll keep that trophy going. You can Never put mind, it like in your the other backdrop three years instead of that damn blender that you have back there. You can put a trophy back there. Um, this is this Lidl- is the
4: trophy that's so
0: useful. We'll make that movies, the trophy
4: sauces. Let's make
0: orange. that the trophy, Dylan. You're you're donating a trophy to us. Get a sharpie, write Thanks, your name, twenty twenty one, and then we'll we'll go from there.
4: I'll see if I can do that, but in, maybe so not before
2: we move on, I just want to I just want to point out where's the confetti? Like you made this
0: nice little banner that didn't really do anything, and I, I and can't be no at I can't be at Dylan's here. house. I can't be at Dylan's house throwing the, Dylan. You should have got Nikki to get some confetti to throw on you, like right in your face, um, as we're doing this podcast. Um, no, no, I when I we a, when we're at we Championship Soccer Stadium, this. This next week, Andy, me and you, let's let's buy a pound of confetti each, and when we see Dylan, we're going to throw it right in his face. All night That's... long, we'll we'll just get handfuls all night long at Dylan. We won't just do one time. It'll just, and we'll wait till he's not ready for it too. We'll be like Dylan. <laughs> Andy doesn't even like that idea. I guess I'm. Um, I'm congratulations, Dylan. I'm so busy,
4: I'm so busy yeah, congrats now. Congrats, Dylan. Make this next game. Um, all right, no, let's I'm, do this. I'm excited. Go ahead, Dylan. Um, and I will be. Uh, Kicking some, some dollars. will all match the, uh, the, uh, podcast donation and we'll, we'll donate some another good batch of money to another great cause. So I'm happy to win after Utah really bummed me out last year.
0: (laughs) Let's do this. Let's, uh, we have to talk about uh, a match and then we have to preview a match. We only have a little bit of time to do so. Let's talk about this match against Los Dos uh, a week ago, pretty much uh, last Wednesday. Um, 1-1 draw, but it nearly, nearly became a 1-2 loss for Orange County. In the final seconds, L.A. had a really good opportunity with a cross in front of the goal that somehow doesn't hit the back of the net. I'm going to head to you first, Dylan, to hear your words on that match. What were your thoughts on um, the match uh, and Orange County's performance in L.A. or in Carson? I don't want to say I'm a savant, but I
4: do believe that i predicted if we scored in the first 10 minutes we wouldn't hold out for three points um but i did say that a draw would be a fair result and i think it was um Alistair was really threatened there at the end and i thought kevin alston did really well just to i believe put preston judd off for of the finish of that one it doesn't really matter who it was but oof. um and brian alasky got away with what definitely should have been a red card um but you know what uh, sometimes it's like that Oakland match. Sometimes you play not too great. Sometimes you miss chances, and you don't get a ton of chances, and, and you still end up with a, a point. Um, you win home and draw yep. away, and that's usually considered uh, successful. We did that I'm here. Sure you
2: haven't seen in a long time. What's it like and playing I don't against a former ally? Oh,
0: it's, audio come through, but I have cool. a good
3: relationship with all of those guys. That you, just yeah, met. I don't know
0: why either. It's it's interesting. There's audio coming through from. Uh, earlier in the show,
2: like fifteen minutes. I think ago. it was
0: Andy. Andy's admitting to it. He was reviewing some earlier bits of the show while you were talking, Dylan. So he's a admitting that he was the culprit, and B, he wasn't listening to Dylan. By the uh, way, um, some <laughs> added thoughts. Let me-
4: um, the refereeing was not great, but this is the USL, so I'm really surprised. Um, that was a a gifted handball for Los Dos there um, late on, and, and maybe that's the sympathy sympathy call that that gets Brian Olasky not sent off. And, and he's a player we're going to need in the next couple weeks, so it's all right. But um, not it's not a bad result. I mean, we have to remember that Los Dos might be a two-team, but they are a very good two-team. Um, and if you can do stuff like win home and draw away, and draw away against really good sides like Los Those, then you, you probably end up towards the top of the table at the end of the year.
0: Let me uh, jump to Andy really quick. Um what was going in what was going on in your mind on that no call handball that Dylan just referenced Um I was uh, pulling my hair out I was yelling I was on Twitter um you know just like upset about this uh were you as upset as I was about the no call or is that something you can say it happens
1: Yeah I mean it happens right Um I would have to look at it again to decide if that was a bad call or a missed call or whatever it is I know there's been a lot of talk on the social media that it was clearly a handball and this and that. And, you know, with the the handball, the new handball guidance that they've come out with in March, I think it was. And no, Russell, the rule didn't change. I know. Um, but the the guidance has changed. There's been clarification on what a handball is and isn't. And you know, I don't, I don't know if players really know quite what a handball is. Uh, I know some of the referees don't know what a handball is. Uh, I know a lot of fans don't know what a handball is. Um, you know, my personal feeling, and and this goes for any team, if 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 one call or one missed call decides the game. Um, I mean, I. I I don't think that's fair. Um, you know, we had we had chances and we couldn't we couldn't put them away. Um, you know, one missed one missed handball should not decide victory or not for you. Unless unless you're talking about like a Luis Suarez like swatting the ball out of the air. Okay, I'll give
0: you that one. <laughs> uh, let me ask you, uh, Brad, the same type of question. Do you agree with Andy's assessment on that, or do you think that should have been a call?
2: Honestly, it I am kind of in the same boat with Andy. it happens. Um, I don't know I don't know what the referee was doing at the time if he was watching the play as closely as we were from TV where we get the option to pause, rewind, you know look at it again. Um, if you're gonna have rules that not change but the guidance changes on what a handball is because there has to be clear intent. Um, you might as well have VAR, and obviously, I don't believe that's coming to USL anytime soon. With how some of the teams, uh, I'm just thinking of Oakland, who have their cameras on a boom lift, right, right on the uh, far side of the stadium. Um, with how some of the teams just slop together some camera equipment, uh, I don't think anytime soon will be happening for VAR or anything like that.
0: So um, with that result, though, at least it was a 1-1 draw. It didn't end because the, the the final moments of that match could have been disastrous for Orange County. Um, how many of you were worried that that ball was going into the back of the net? Um, raise your hand if you thought that ball was going to the back of the net uh, in the final, what, seconds, literally seconds of the match. Because I think it was right after that happened, the ref uh, blew the final wh- whistle. But Orange County comes out victorious. They get the point, which is very important at this point because you have teams like San Diego that are on a pretty nice run right now, um, and they're looking very dangerous. Uh, so you gotta at least get results. I know it's not the three points we were always hoping. Um, you know, if that handball would have been called, we get the three points, and we're a lot happier. But at least it's a point, and I think it's Alan, who's not here right now who always says, you know, get a, at least a point on the road and, and shoot for three at home, and you're happy. Uh, So we did that. Although we dropped the three at home to L.A., we at least got the point on the road in the return match, and we'll have other opportunities against them. Um, So with that said, I don't have the uh, standings in front of me as we speak, but I'm going to try and pull those up right now. So just bear with me one moment. Uh, I believe it looks like San Diego is currently leading in their match against Oakland. Uh, So at this point, they are going to hold on to second. They're already in second. Uh, and we're sitting in third because of that result. Uh, and LA galaxy is the team sitting in fourth. So, uh, if you're looking at, I know it's really early, but those are the positionings where we are for the playoffs. Um, is this a good spot for orange County to be right now? Uh, Dylan at this point of the season, heading into this crazy month of July that we have.
4: uh, it's a great spot to be in because if we look at games played, Orange is in third place from eight matches played. The only team that's played less matches with us, and I believe this is in the entirety of the league. Excuse me, there are three teams that have played less matches than us. We've got four teams. Um, Oakland Roots have played six matches, um, and they also don't look super sharp at the moment. But, um, yeah, 14 points from eight is is pretty fair. Andy, uh, superfan Andy, right? Up over there, did the math uh, a couple days ago about about how many points on average each team in the league does, uh, or I should say, earns per game. Um, and Orange County is, I believe, right under two or one and a half. Um, so we're, we're right about there. And let's be real. We're missing a lot of attacking firepower at the moment. And Adam John and Thomasina e. Wilson, who are, you know, those are, guys that can easily score 15 goals in this league each so we got to make it work um and to answer the question i know we're a little bit late i see orange county's top two spots um depending on how things go in phoenix i can see this uh i can see this orange county team and and depending on how guys get fit as the season wears on i can see this orange county team challenging for uh, the top spot uh in the western conference
2: You're muted. You're
0: pulling a Brad. Oh, yeah. Way to pull a Brad, Ray. Way to pull a Brad. I was muted. I, I, You know why I was muted? I was cracking open my next drink, and I didn't want to make the noise on the show. So that's why I was muted. Uh, three games in hand on San Diego. You know San Diego's only three points ahead of us at this point with the result staying the way it is. That's a good spot to be in. I know it's early in the season, Andy. Um, where do you... Are you happy with where Orange County is right now? And do you agree with Dylan in his assessment that we're probably a top two team and maybe competing with Phoenix for that top spot, depending on how things go in Phoenix?
1: Yeah, I um, like like Dylan said, I did some math and over our team's history. And, you know, let's be honest, a lot has changed in the last 10 years at our club. Um, we over that entire time in, uh, to the end of last season, we averaged around one and a half points a game, one point. seven or 1.48 something like that and so far this year at 1.75 i would probably have to look at it and see what our points per game were kind of like for the modern ocsc not counting la blues or oc blues because it was completely different organization budget all that stuff um but you know it It's, uh, I don't want to say it's early, but I think we'll play our 10th game here soon. And that's kind of the point for me where you get a good sense of, okay, this is what our team is capable of. Um, You know, Thomas and will be back, I think in a couple weeks. I think I heard him say the other day that over, um, he'll he'll get about half the season once he's, once he's back from uh, his knee injury. I don't know about Adam John. I don't know about Seth Kassiply. Um, you know, two of those guys are worth ten point ten goals each, right? Um, at least ten goals each for the season. So you know we're kind of finding ways to win without them, but it's not pretty and it's uh, it's um, nerve wracking. Um, you know, even yesterday or not yesterday, the last game with Galaxy a one one draw. I mean, it was um, it was nail biting to the very end. Um, so am I happy with where we're at? I'm happy with the points we've accumulated so far. Um, you know, game to game, I, I can see where we uh, struggle a little bit in some things. I would like to see us, you know sometimes be a little more um, deliberate with possession, especially transitioning from the middle third to the attacking third. There just seems to be a lot of time not spent in the attacking third. There's a lot of time spent, um, you know, transitioning from defensive to mid. Um, I would like to see the ball move forward a little bit more and threaten on goal a little bit more. Um, but, you know, again, we got a lot of guys, I don't want to say a lot, a handful of guys who are hurt, who we knew were going to be a big impact this season. Um, so we've got a couple of new guys who are relatively new to the team and new to the system. So we'll, we're kind of hoping that as they get more minutes, they'll start contributing Um More as well. Um, Am am I happy right now? Yes, I'm happy right now. Um, I would like to see some things be a little bit tighter and a little bit, uh, I don't want to say aggressive, but a little more assertive in the attacking end. Yeah,
0: so um, here's what I have to say on all this is I'm going to take last season as an outlier. um, But typically, at least in my experience with uh, Braden Cloutier, Uh, teams here in orange county is we have uh strong strong performances in the second half um it's usually takes a little bit of time for the team to figure out their their identity and uh make things work uh so yeah last season was weird because of covid and all the craziness that happened so i'm looking at this season being uh back to norms so being at this spot with games in hand um and we're heading into this really i think this month right here july is gonna uh sort of determine what this season is going to be for orange County. If we can uh, end July in a reasonable situation in the, on the table uh, in the table and um, look like we're finding our things, that'll be great. It's going to all depend on the roster and how they're able to perform with this. At least we have some depth, uh, maybe slight lacking of depth up top, but um, we'll see, Brad, I'm going to give you a last word on this before we, um, Uh, move on to quickly preview the Colorado Springs match. Uh, Your thoughts on Orange County's spot on the table and, um, uh, you know, how this is going to either work or hurt them uh, come the end of the season.
2: Yeah. So definitely agree with all you guys, you know, three games in hand, three points behind second place in the Western Pacific is a great place to be. Um, I'm looking Forward to seeing what happens in this crazy month of July. Um, I'm lucky enough that I'm going to be able to join two of these games. Um, but this is eight games in four, four and a half weeks. It's going to be a absolute crazy slate of games going on. Um, so who knows what's going to happen. Hopefully the team can stay fit. Hopefully we do get players like Inevoltson back over the next couple weeks um, because we know that depth is going to be important. Um and then some of these games are gonna be against teams that have performed pretty well. Um, you know, Sacramento twice this month is gonna to be tough. Uh San Diego's on a really ho- hot streak, and we go away to them on a Wednesday. Um Rio Grande Valley's had a decent season. Uh and Colorado's also had a slightly decent season too. So gonna be an interesting month to see. Um and Hopefully we're challenging for a playoff spot, not just a playoff spot, but home games at the end of uh, October this season. I don't remember. I think it's top two in the Western Pacific, Good home games and top four, make playoffs in the Pacific. So
0: hopefully we make it. Hopefully, hopefully we do Um, to start that all up. We have to start strong. Uh, This, what is it? Thursday, I believe is the date against Colorado Springs in Colorado Springs, uh, big matchup uh, against uh, an out of like regional area opponent. Um, it's going to be interesting. We've already been there. We've already played on that pitch. So that's at least sort of an advantage. Most teams heading out there this season haven't played on that pitch. So we have a little bit of an advantage on there. Um, Dylan thoughts on the match quickly. Cause we don't have much time thoughts on the match. Uh, and then we'll do predictions uh, once we're all done.
4: Okay, this is uh, Philadelphia. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Let me back this one up a little bit. This is Bethlehem Steel West, um, or perhaps Midwest. I don't know. Andy can chime in with that one. College Springs is a good team. They've had a slow start. and They play at an incredibly high elevation, which is something like 6,600 feet, um, which is double a Reno, which most people usually say is, is a pretty high elevation to play at. Um, it is the highest stadium in the... Contiguous United States. Um, if that if that helps anything, but they're a good side and it's going to be a difficult one. Thankfully, we have a good bit of rest heading into this one, um, so it's it's not going to be easy. Um, we watched them dismantle New, new Mexico, um, and we'll have to be probably on our A game to get a result from this one. I'm not gonna lie. That being said, brand new stadium, which means much, much, much better turf because the old grass at the old Vidner Stadium was awful. I do mean truly awful balls taking bobbles all the time. So um, Orange County has to be good. Sorry, that wasn't short um, at all,
0: but, you know. <laughs> Brad, your thoughts? Um, I know you're mentioning on the private chats here that there's a, definitely a much higher altitude than Orange County uh, for this. Does that impact? I mean, Orange County went out to the extremely hot Vegas and came away with uh, three points. They they surely can do the same in uh, the high alt- altitude, right? Pulling a ray. He's pulling a ray, He's everyone. Pulling a Brad. Brad's
2: I'm muted Brad. again. Oh, man. For um, shame. I mean, even Reno's
0: 4,500. And us. even Andy, hold on. Even Andy, who joins us once in a blue moon, is pretty much always unmuted when he starts to talk. I'm just going to go, and I, I was part of that. I, I messed up there too. Go, Brad. All right. So uh, Reno's 4,500.
2: Uh, I looked it up. Colorado Springs is 6,000. So not quite as much as, you know, Reno, but it's a lot different coming from zero, which is where you guys are at or close to. Um so definitely the elevation's going to going to uh play a factor in it. Uh Colorado Springs is a good team. Uh you know, got to look out for players like Haji Berry who will score and have scored a lot this season. Uh, I don't remember where he was before Colorado or if he's been in Colorado since a while. Um But they've come off a a good string of games, too. They've beaten Austin Bold. They've beaten Tacoma Defiance and New Mexico United. And all those games, what they have in common is they can score goals. Uh, Three against New Mexico, uh, three against Austin, and four against Tacoma. So defense needs to really step up against uh, Colorado Springs this week in order to really have a result um, on the road. So hopefully they can
0: keep... A hot team from not scoring. And Andy, I'm going to jump to you for the final thoughts on this match against Colorado Springs. Um, for Orchard. Yeah,
1: I don't, I don't know if I have anything to add. Um, you know, manage the altitude and the uh, the physical exertion. Uh, like we always say, don't concede early. Um, contain their attackers. And um, is it, is Haji Barry on their team? That's so hot right now. Is that the guy? Um, you know, contain those guys that are known to, known to score goals and, you know, the our, our players up front are going to have to really, um, you know, earn their pay this week.
0: Awesome. Let's go into score predictions before we do so. We do have our competition that we have this season that we introduced where we're doing a um, – see how well we predict scores um, on these uh, matches this season uh, heading into tonight's or this week's match. Dylan. You're leading in this as well, man. You're you're on fire right now. Um, after a perfect prediction last week, a one to one prediction, you got a full ten points, which has definitely helped you out in your scoring for this. So the current cor- current scoring, and I messed up on the typing, so I appreciate. Uh, I apologize if you're watching live, but Dylan is in first with twenty eight. Brad has twenty one. I'm at fifteen, so at least I'm not in last. Uh, and Alan is with fourteen. Uh, I've reached out to try and get a prediction from Alan. Cause again, he's not here. Um, so what I may do is I just might make the executive decision and let Andy uh, predict the score uh, for Alan this week, as long as Dylan and Brad are up to that. And, and Andy's up to doing that, but we're going to do score predictions. So again, the way this uh, competition works is we predict the score of the match. If we predict the correct score line, we're going to get four points. And if we predict either of the team's correct score, then we also get an additional three points for each of those. So you can get a max 10. That's how Dylan got that. He pred- predicted 1-1 for Orange County against Los Stos. Um, I haven't heard back from Allen. So really quick, Dylan, Brad, are you fine if Andy picks for Allen or do we give him a goose egg and do zero? No, I'm cool All with right. that. And I think Andy's up to, to, to doing the prediction. So uh, Orange County versus Colorado Springs. Give me the Orange County score first. Uh, go your, your Andy for Allen. 2-2
1: uh, two, two draw.
0: Two, two draw, uh, that's going to be Alan's official entry under this Brad. What is your prediction for this match?
2: Even, even when Alan's not here, he takes my score prediction. I'm sitting here, I'm like, two to two sounds fair, and I'm gonna have to go with it. Again, Alan
0: predicts Brad's prediction. <laughs> um, Dylan, what is your prediction for this match?
4: Uh, it's, you know, I watched a, a pretty not great Orange County win 2 one back in July of 2019. So why not have that again? 2-1
0: Orange County. 2-1 Orange County. I'm going to go ahead and uh, predict uh, the highest scoring match on this bunch. I'm going to go 3-2 Orange County on this one. Um, So we'll see how that goes. Again, correct outcome overall is uh, four points. And then, uh, you know, when I say outcome, that means either you predicted a win for Orange County, a draw for Orange County, or a loss for Orange County, and then the scoreline. So, 10 points online for everyone there. We're going to wrap things up here. Before we do so, any soccer-related news anyone wants to share before we go to our random thoughts for this episode?
2: Euros have been fun to watch.
0: They have been. They have been. (laughs) That's news for you. There is our soccer stuff. We're going to go to random thoughts now. Um, by the way, Russell, listening on the live feed, is predicting – wait. Andy picks 3-1 OC. I think he was trying to, to give Andy some advice on how to pick for Alan. And then um, Russell also wants to know, where's the official Orange and of Black Soccer cast watch party for this match? Maybe we'll go to uh, yeah, Dylan's out. place. We'll go to Dylan's place and watch it there. Everyone pile Russell, into – um you know we're going to work on it because we've done it in the past where we've set up some watch parties we're going to try and figure out this thing again and figure out where to watch matches i know uh, andy's been looking into setting up some official or looking into some official watch party locations um but it's it's difficult it's hard to find because there's all the legality issues and stuff like that for a lot of these venues but we'll figure something out we'll figure out a place to watch this um but uh let's do this let's wrap things up let's go to random thoughts i'm going to start off with uh The last person that joined our episode today, which was Dylan. Dylan, what's your random thought of the day?
4: Um, Shocking that I was late. My random thought is um, happy Canada Day. Wait, let me back that one up. Did you know there's no July 2nd in Canada? It's because everyone's still recovering from Canada Day. So.
0: Like yeah. he looked off to his left or his right. I can't, it's, sometimes it's reversed. Is he getting like this information from someone next to him? We don't know. Uh, let's go to Andy. You're next on this. What is your random thought for this episode?
1: Uh, random thought, look up something called the 350 project. Uh, you identify three locally owned businesses in your community and you spend $50 at them every month. And uh, that generates, you know, some, however many billion dollars of, um, Economic growth in your community. Money you spend in your community tends to stay in your community. Uh, so, support your local businesses, support your local restaurants, your local stores, your retailers, all that stuff. Uh, look for those companies that are owned by your neighbors and give them
0: $50. So, basically, you're saying don't go to Amazon or um, other big retailers.
1: I'm not telling you not to do that. I'm telling you that if you spend money at Amazon, if you spend money at a big box corporate franchise type store, not franchise, a big box corporate owned store, um, 0% of your $50 stays in your community. If you spend money at a business that's owned by one of your neighbors, uh, around 68% of your dollars spent stays in your community by uh, payroll, payroll taxes, uh, that business paying vendors for services, printing plumbers, electricians, that kind of stuff. Um, you can do that with money you already spend on things and be your own economic stimulus.
0: I love it, Andy. I I, I was just messing with you on my question there, by the way. Um, I definitely try to help support. I, I, I do, I, I'll admit, I do buy things on Amazon from time to time, but I do try and support local businesses whenever, the, whenever possible, so... Um, Dylan, don't shake your head at me. There's sometimes where you can't find something at a local business, and Amazon just happens to have it. I mean, I'm not going to spend five hours looking for a random item that Amazon can give me in 24 hours. Uh, Brad, random thought for meant you. i meant to be, man. It's not meant to be. <laughs> random thought for you, Brad.
2: Um, my random thought – I'm actually going to circle back over to soccer thoughts just because one just popped in my head. But that's my random thought is uh, the Bundesliga has gone full mingo. Uh, which is forward Madison is now in a I guess direct relationship with uh, FC Augsburg. And Augsburg man, I cannot talk in the uh, Bundesliga. Which I think is pretty cool that a Division Three U.S. soccer team has a partnership with a Division One German team. I think that's weird. I think that's crazy, and it's totally a forward Madison thing to do.
4: inspiring what? um since since ray has left as we have forced him out of the podcast for the second time in something like as many weeks oh he's back all right never mind oh boy
0: <laughs> uh no um i just want to jump back on just to say hi
4: go ahead dylan wait wait wait. i'm pretty sure that brad said it was augsburg but i'm pretty I... certain that forward madison partnered with eintracht Frankfurt.
0: So, oh, get oh never mind. Us, I'm man. sorry.
2: I, I, I'm wrong. Yes, it is for Frankfurt. I no, so like, we need to do Stop. Brad out,
0: right? Nobody man.
4: cares. Polanski out, man. Yep. Polanski out. Polanski out. out. <laughs> Polanski out. Get out of here. I was always muted. Yeah, there he goes. Polanski <laughs> out. Just
0: his picture on top of what, a mountain of some sort? Um, yeah. Ah, uh, no random thought for me because apparently people don't want to hear what I have to say when I'm talking. So I'll just shut up and we'll just wrap things up. Dylan, where can people find you on the internet when uh, they want to listen to more that you have to say? God, I don't know why anyone would want to do that,
4: but if you so choose to torture yourself, you can find me on Twitter at o c s e underscore
0: Dylan. Uh, Andy, what about you? Yeah, pass. <laughs> and my good friend brad who knows what it feels like to be hated on the show what uh where can people listen to you uh and maybe we'll team up and we'll we'll show these these other people what's up
2: i'm not sure if i want to team up with you dylan or ray wow i (laughs) if you ever want to hear me say correct things and not screw up like i constantly do at pal on the sky
0: on the twitter machine i fact check there You know, he wanted to say Dylan internally, but he was trying to say me to look good. So I'm just going to put that out there, Uh, Dylan. It, it, it was on. It was you. That was the true Dylan, answer there. I
2: will team up with you any day.
0: <laughs> if you want to uh, hear more of what I have to say when I'm talking about Clippers or Tottenham or Orange County, you can follow me on Twitter at DJ Race more. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at OCSC underscore soccer cast. You can go to our website, OCSC dot com to listen to each and every episode we've put out um, and listen to anything we have to say or not, so listen read anything we have to say if we decide to put any written stuff out or content out we don't do that that often Uh, we're not great writers even though some of our people claim to love books Um, for Dylan for Brad for Andy and for our guest this week uh, Brent Richards and no Alan even though he's going to be in the credits because I was hoping and thinking he was going to make a late appearance to keep his streak alive but he didn't Uh, We're going to wrap things up here. This is the Orange and Black Soccer cast and we are out.